What's up, everyone? I'm Peter, a designer for Random Golf Club, and Eric is giving me 30 seconds to talk about something special we released last month, the Sherpa jacket. Usually when I play winter golf, I toss on like four of the most random things from my closet and just accept that I'm going to be freezing by the turn. That's why we took your favorite fleece and made it so you can actually swing in it. That means underarm ribbing for flexibility and a pretty chill zipper pocket on the left chest. And it's crazy warm. We only have a few left, so head to the link in the description and grab a Sherpa from the shop. Okay, back to the pod. Welcome there, Kenny. Thanks. So, Pete, uh, Finch, before we get started, I mean, after we've already started, you good? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I don't have piles. I'm relieved to report. What, what, uh, what just, what just happened? We were getting ready, and then you sort of, were, you just walked away. Well, I'm in a bit of a daze after such a long day. Yeah. And just had a, I actually just had a bath, by the way. Like the first bath you I've had. You took a bath? I took a bath. First bath in like 64 years. And then I just like put some clothes on and I had these shorts on last night. Um, and as I was getting dressed, obviously wasn't paying attention. Yeah. I just sat down there. I thought, oh, this feels a bit weird. Feels like I've got something around my derriere. <laughs> And like last night's boxes were still in there. <laughs> where they were just hanging. They were they were just like kind of you know sat quite snugly in the seam of the shorts. You know what's super weird about this story is that um, quite a bit really. <laughs> I, I sat on a shirt this week. Like I put it, I put it in between my butt and the seat. Oh, because I wanted a more comfortable seat. It must be a thick shirt. It was a t-shirt. Silk. It was, we, were, we were cycling. Oh, right. Okay. And it was just, I mean, I haven't ever, I don't think I've ever sat on a shirt and you sat on another pair of, it's like kind of funny because it's like sitting on clothes in a bad way. Well, yeah. I mean, you don't usually kind of sit on clothes in that manner. This is a yeah. golf podcast, right? This is- I mean, this, <laughs> this could go in a very different way. This um, is a golf podcast. What are the most unusual clothes to sit on that yeah. you don't usually sit well, on? Well, here's the thing. I had a ferret when I was a kid. Okay, again, all the random turn I would expected. <laughs> yeah. We're just going to take the golf out of Random okay. Golf Club. Absolutely no issue. Random <clears throat> Club. I love yeah. ferrets. Random Club. And uh, I, you do? Yeah, I absolutely love ferrets. That's not a common sentiment. No, they're a much maligned animal, I think. <laughs> Underrated? Yeah, absolutely. Wait, I mean, ad- admittedly, in large groups, they smell quite bad. But <laughs> like when they're on, they smell so bad. But when they're on their own, yeah, yeah. it's like cute. It's like rats. Like yeah. rats, when you get them on their own, great. Get them together. You know, you get the plague. <laughs> but like on their own, they're nice. Um, yeah, so I, I had one, and it was cute. and um, But it slept on a, uh, it, it slept, its bed, it had a bed. Okay. But it didn't like that bed. It had a name, too. It was named Marley. Okay. After who, my, I believed, I smoked so much weed when I was younger. I believed, because of some research that I had done, that I was the reincarnation <laughs> of Bob Marley. This is true. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, was this very real? Did you actually have a ferret? Was, 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 did, what did Marley say to you? What did Marley tell you to do? That's what I want to know. Well, well, Marley just told me to smoke as much weed as possible. Just keep going indoors. Yeah. <laughs> and um, if you stop, I will leave. Yeah, Marley, I, um, I, uh, I think I thought Marley liked weed as much as me. Okay, I don't think she cared. No, she I'd, didn't. As far as I'm aware, ferrets probably aren't that way inclined. They're, I don't think they have that gene. Pretty right wing, I think, actually. But, <laughs> conservative. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's ironic, you know, because she behaved. She was liberal 
in you know <laughs> so many other ways what, what, what is this going what are you talking about what i my ferret was so liberal in so many ways yeah. well i mean you know here's the one reason why she was very liberal she, okay. I, I bought her a house she wanted to sleep on a pile of clothes that's right the story. okay that's the that's all i've got tonight okay that's cool she wanted to sleep on a pile of clothes and so i then i leaned into that and i stopped doing laundry <laughs> <laughs> so i just because i think part of it is that since they smell so bad they wanted the clothes to i think she, she liked the negative smell the the nat the not nice smell drawn to the smelly pile of clothes so i had you. a pile of clothes big like very long like just a mound it was mm -hmm. feet tall multiple yeah, feet that's strong because i because also ferrets like to what ferret mm. that's a verb also well there you go i when you when I you think, talk about it like that i don't know <laughs> if you say something with enough confidence yeah people will believe i it. believed you i'm there <laughs> I'm there. I'm, I'm visualizing this mountain of clothes and just a ferret we're, diving in and out of it. We're checking on whether ferret is a verb. I believe it is. To mm. ferret. You to ferret, ferret it out. Yeah, you ferret around. Yeah, you ferret around, you know. Um, she was kind of a ferret. It means mm -hmm. that she was liberal. Okay. Cool. <laughs> awesome. So anyway, the pile of laundry was so big that she could dig into it. Mm, dive in. I mean, it sounds actually quite fun. It's like those big yeah. piles of leaves that you see dogs dive into. It was just leaves. Like that. Yeah. Do we have, a, we have an answer on the, is it a verb? It is a verb. There we go. You know. With ferrets, typically for rabbits. Second definition, rummage about in a place rummage. or container in search of something. She, she was in search of her own. <laughs> she, she was in search she, of herself. She might be in search of clean clothes. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, Eric, you stink, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. find something yeah. in here you can wear. She's like, what kind of torture is this? She was like, at least, all right, we're five and a half minutes in. Um, let's we have to talk about golf for hardcore right now. Okay, okay. Hardcore okay. golf. I'm What's ready. up with golf? What's up with golf? Yeah, you go. Um, Your turn. Is that like hot potato? Is that is that more of like uh, a, a is that take. more of like a West Coast question? It's like like what like what what is up with golf or like <laughs> what's up with golf? Like I don't know which inflection are we talking about? Like the problems that we're facing. It, whoa. Or the... It's too late for problems. Okay. I could do that in the morning. I could do that tomorrow with you. Okay. No, it's like, out. what's up with golf? Like, 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 what does that mean? What's up with golf? Like, like, it means like, what's up with that? Like, like, how's that? Like, 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 tell me about it. Okay. Um, As it pretend, I don't know golf. You don't know golf. Okay. Holy We're, crap. This is, we've never tried this before. Um, well, it was a game invented. Many, many years no, no, ago. let's not do that. Okay. okay. Well, well, we I thought we were going deep. Do you want to do that? No, nah, not really. You don't want to do that. Um, I can feel you weren't in it. Yeah. What's up with golf? Meaning like, um, uh, you know, just like, <laughs> what's up? Like, why are you into it? Oh, why am I into it? You're into golf. Oh, it's the pain. That's <laughs> what I like. I like the pain of it. I like to be on that fairway, slicing into the trees for no reason. It hurts. It stings. Physical or otherwise? Um, well, spiritual, definitely sometimes physical, yeah. but mostly emotionally and spiritually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you can leave a golf course incredibly happy and thinking you've got a handle on things. Those are the very rare occasions, but mostly you just leave a golf course wondering why you're there. Yeah, and you're still wondering that the next day when you go back. Um, how many golfers are you? How many? How many? Does that make sense? How many golfers are you? Um, yeah, like, well, describe all of the Peter Finches um, in golf. Certainly when I was younger, I was a bit angry. Yeah. Then I mellowed out and became more competitive. 
and then I mellowed out a little bit more to the point now where I don't generally give a shit. Really? But yeah, I mean, it, yeah, within reason. If I'm playing in a comp, I really want to play well. And if I don't, I'm disappointed. And you do play well. Um, if you're trying, what do yeah. you end, what do you end up around? You're 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 like low. Yeah, when I'm when I'm playing all right, I'm like you're shooting par level right? level to under. under. Yeah. yeah, level to under three four under playing decent. Like yeah. the next step for me is when I'm playing in comps is to go that extra bit. You know, yeah. I've, I've, in a, the lowest I've been in the comp was six under, I think yeah. six or five. And this is six under on like you know seven thousand plus yards. Yeah, decent decent yeah. track. I think the I think my lowest round, my lowest round was a 64. And that was on like quite a short course, but it it's one of those that you look at the card, you think, oh, that's not difficult. And then you get there and like yeah. the trees are growing over. It's like a two yard wide fairway. Yeah. There's fucking attack dogs. Out All there. the greens are popped up. Yeah. Yeah. So I was particularly proud of that. Um, but yeah, it's shaking that next level. I mean, at the moment, I'm not. I'm just chopping it everywhere. But it's it start this season. I'm, it's all relative, though. Yeah. You chopping it everywhere is people's like dream. Uh, no, no, not today. No, I was chopping it everywhere. Really? Yeah, yeah. And I was fatting it. Was Danny? And oh, no one, no one, it's good fat. When you say fatting it, what are you talking about? Like hitting behind the ball. Hitting I'm aware big of that. Ball but I mean, like ball. eight iron. How short are you coming up? Oh, um, well, it's normally just like when. Well, last few days it's been like five iron and above. Okay. So like the longer irons, oh. but around the courses we've been That's playing, even worse. You kind of need those clubs. You do, and off, the problem is like the fairways. The fairways over here are so tight. Yeah, and I've just been used to hitting off a mat for like three months. Uh, so you come over here and you're like, eesh, eesh, yeah. that looks tight. So you're hitting five iron. So five irons just. Yeah, I mean five iron for me is normally like one ninety five, yeah, well, and yeah. it's just dropping out one sixty. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Up. And guess Did what? Danny in Dubai, Willett, there's anything? water everywhere. You played with Danny Willett. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, what did, did he say anything? Was he embarrassed? Uh, embarrassed for, for you? me. Was he, was he like, <laughs> oh man, you're making England look bad? You could tell. I mean, there's obviously social distancing, but he wanted to put his arm around me. You could tell. <laughs> just give me like, just draw me close and give me a hug. Um, tooth just hit the mic. That's the first time that's ever happened. Nah, it was fine. It, it, to be, he was great actually. Danny today, like with me, with the amateurs, absolutely amazing. Probably mm. one of the best people I play with in the prom. Really, hundred percent. Well, he was just he was there and he was reading all the puts. He seems to, you just have a lot of time for everybody. And sometimes, not always, but pros are kind of in their own little zone and they walk yeah. off and not that bothered with interacting. Yeah. Um, but no, Danny was, he was on it. It was great. It was really good. Um, so obviously we're in Dubai. Mm -hmm. Not obviously, but in case you're, in case you're wondering you always, uh, where we are. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast, you can check it out on YouTube. Uh, it's, it's about probably 8.20 p.m. in Dubai and, Join, yeah, join, show join, me the. Join yeah, it's got a nice so little seat. Actually, eight thirty-two. Eight thirty-two. Yeah, it's flying by. Yeah, it tells the minutes as well. I think. <laughs> I said. I said to P, they gave him a. They gave him an Omega at the event here, mm -hmm. and I said, um, "Do you like this watch?" And you said, "Yeah." Every time I looked at it, it's told me the right time. Yeah, hundred percent record so far. <laughs> it's pretty incredible. That's the reliability. All I want in my life is some consistency. Yeah, and I feel that this gives it. Um, do you wear it when you play golf? Uh, yeah, I wore it today, actually. Really? And I never normally wear a watch. Oh. Like, I've... Well, to be fair, I had, like, an Apple watch for ages, or I watch. But this is, like, the first time I've consistently worn a watch for ages. Well, I've got this whoop on my other wrist. Yeah, so it, you like the whoop? Yeah, I like the whoop. It, it just feels like it might have a bit too much on my wrist. Yeah, but it's also balanced. I, yeah, I, nah, I don't know. It's just you like a, bit, it a bit too much. I just like being quite, you know, I don't like a lot on my arms. Yeah. Or well, we never have done. I like the whoop, though. How long have you been wearing it? Um, about six months now. Okay, it's quite quite good actually because I was wearing it, I was using it, 
and then I got a partnership deal with them. Yeah. And I, that's the best ever. Like if you yeah. like a product and then you then they come on board. Authentic. It's awesome. Yeah, because you're like, um, it's kind of like finding out your uh, girlfriend's like a princess. Mm. But I already knew that. Yeah, aw. <laughs> she's not. She's a fucking nightmare. Whoa. No, okay, cut that out. Cut that out. Cut that out. That's not true. That's not true. That That's really, awesome. That really isn't true. That's great. Um, I, was, I was trying to make that sound amusing. See, okay, I like, I would, I would probably, if I was, I would, maybe in the morning I would have been like, I don't know. I could have gone with you there. For some mm. reason, I, I felt, I feel bad. Yeah. And it's completely untrue. Because I said, whoa. Yeah. I think I'm afraid of women. Rightly so, Pete. I think that's my thing. They're the most dangerous of the species. Yeah, is that true? Mm. Are they? A sp they're not a species. Oh, they are a separate species. <laughs> Come on, let's let's face it. I know, like genetically, that's completely wrong, but they are. Let's face it. They Ta they they rule the world. They control everything. Yeah, really deep down, they do. Let's talk more about science. Okay, let's go deep. Um, science of golf. Mm. Go. Uh, well, you see, it depends. What it depends. If you fall into golf is a science or golf is an art form, and as always, it's probably a blend of the two. I like to think it's more of an art form because it takes less thought and more yeah. imagination. Um, I like that. But I've been—I mean, actually, on like a random, I've been going to see a coach who's super scientific. Okay, and that kind of balances me out because the fact is, if you go see someone who knows the intricacies of like a golf swing and all the data, you learn more. Yeah, and once you learn more, then you can be more artistic. Yeah, you just actually know why you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. It's it's like being armed with the rules, mm. then you can create past those. Yeah, hundred percent. And I, th I think with golf, golf's a bit weird because, like, you can say that, let's say, if it is more of an art form, if you're not presented with the rules, then you're nothing to constrain you. So that's right. some of the best artists in the world. You know, don't follow the rules. That's the whole point. But within golf, there are certain things within the golf swing that you need to do. And if you don't do, it's not going to work. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's finding that balance. You know, it's funny. Well, I, I want to talk about a lot of things. But first, I feel like we need to just do like a basic, like for those of you listening, um, Peter Finch's work is uh, encapsulated with just very personable, personable golf content mm. um, that I enjoy Uh made up primarily youtube mm -hmm. um course vlogs and you know you're we're down here basically doing the same job um you know sort of bringing eyes to a tournament yeah yeah and um if you oh no one can see the video we made well well i was on your podcast but but when we met what was at trump aberdeen yeah yeah and I don't know if you know, I took that video down. Oh, really? Yeah. I took it down. Was it something to do with him who must not be named? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he has uh, been named. Uh, well, his Twitter account was removed, so we can't add him. But uh, <laughs> I, we made this video from Trump Aberdeen, and this is now three years ago or so. And um, we, you came out, and we played. It was the first time meeting. Yeah, yeah. And we had dinner, and it was a great video. We played with um, um, the, the, the guy from the fish... Oh, the fish and chip shop. The fish fry, oh. yeah. Um, Maury? Um, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, it was it was along those lines. Oh, but I know the name of his fish market, Geary's Fish Market. Oh, uh, you, fish you, went, mar you went there on the way to your we, next stop, didn't you? Yeah, he let us fry fish. We made our own fish and chips. Amazing. Yeah, it was hilarious. Um, yeah, and uh, 
we and he was our caddy at Trump Hour. Anyway, the the point is, I had to take the video down because in it we were talking about how this is not supposed to be a political video, mm. and because mostly I felt like any people that weren't a fan of Donald Trump, such as myself, uh, you know, were going to feel like, why am I going to this place? Yeah. So I made this whole like dialogue in the beginning about how this was just a golf course and that's all I was doing. Mm -hmm. And it just like erupted with all of this, like people saying, well, you already made it political by doing this and that. And I was like, all right, well, I guess I just can't win. So no more video. Okay. I was like, it's not supposed to be a place for, you know, nothing I ever want to do is supposed to be a place for uh, just kind of like that kind of hate, hate, hate. It was like a heated argument it, it's it's a hard thing though because like certainly with certainly from my my point of view and stuff that i've done in the past i'm quite i'm quite politically minded i like to join in the discussion but i think with certainly my channels and I, i've tried to cut everything out of it political now because a, lo a lot of people certainly on twitter and other social medias they get enough of that stuff and generally they're going to be watching my content your content to kind of get away from it like they don't they want to switch off from that you know they don't want to hear about it anymore they just want a bit of a release and yeah. like watching watching golf is a fantastic way to do that so i kind of made the decision kind of middle of last year just just similar really anything that's going to get like too political just yeah. like i'll just leave it out it's, it's a little bit tough though like certainly with with trump Aberdeen. i mean yes i mean you know what a what I don't know what the language is. Uh, you can say whatever the fuck podcast. you want. I mean, what a bellend that man is. Bellend. That's a, if you're American, that do you know what that means, guys? Bellend. It's a it's a visual. It's a bell. Imagine a imagine a, th a thing with a bell on the end of it. You see what I'm doing? Saying with a bell on they're, the end. They're so young. They're innocent. Don't corrupt them. It's a it's a. It's a <laughs> Did you get it? That's the tip. <laughs> um, but it, it's so a shame. Are you saying Trump's a dick? Uh, I would never say such a thing. I don't get political. But I would say that's a kind <laughs> representation of the man. Yeah, true. Um, but it's a real shame because that golf course is incredible. It's cracking. Like the the. It's, what, it's your favorite course. Well, every hole. The thing is, it's not now because Whoa. of him. Whoa. Yeah, that's that's the issue because like. Whoa. It's when you get, it's where do you draw that line? Because at the end of the day, you can say, you know what? I'm going to go play Trump Abdeen, for example. I'm not going to get political. I'm just going for the golf course. But at the end of the day, if you go to that golf course, are you then supporting that organization? Now, I always used to think, well, no. Like your support, who you're supporting there, the people who work there and that kind of a local economy. That's really who the focus is. But some people don't see it that way. And I think for me, it's just, it's kind of corrupted my view of it a little bit, whether that's right or wrong. Um, so it's a, it's a real shame. And in all fairness, it's not the end of the world because it just means I've got to go play more in Scotland and find a new favorite course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good, I don't think I feel quite as strongly or did even mm. as strongly. I mean, I, did you do about the course? I, um, I have a problem liking any course that's new. I mean, loving any course yeah. that's new. Yeah. Um, golf has such a opportunity, and maybe it's you know easier for you because most of the courses near you are older. Mm -hmm. 
there's not a lot of super old courses in um, you know some places of the mm-hmm. world. But anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know the the ghosts, the golf ghosts. I mean, any 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 golf course. I'm 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 very similar. I mean, the golf courses I tend to like the most are the are the historic ones because yeah. because of the stories. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. Kind of last time I was up at um, St Andrews, there's a bunker on. Oh God, I forget the all because all the bunkers at St Andrews have all got names, and one of them was called Brazil. Whoa! Have you heard this one? No, I haven't. So, again, I've got, I've, I heard this in like the in the pub. So you know, this is a bit of a garbled version of this story, but okay. I, I've got the gist of it. So there's a guy, you know, back in the 19th century, who came out, stumbled out of one of the clubhouses on the side of uh, the old course. So just to be clear, if you're there's many golf clubs that use the old course as a mm-hmm. course. Yeah, yeah. It's not just one club. Yeah, so when you see that famous shot of him teeing off on the 18th, most of the buildings on the right-hand side, they're golf clubs. Other golf clubs. Other golf clubs, They yeah. use this public golf course. Yeah. And back in the day, one one of the lads stumbled out of there, and he was saying, like, he said, oh, you know, Barry, you know, where are you going? Like, you know, don't don't go out. It's cold out there. He said, he said oh, I'm, I'm going. I'm leaving. He said, all right, where are you going? He said, oh, I'm going to Brazil. And all the lads were like, right, okay, anyway, just stumbled off into the night. Well, they found him the next morning in a bunker, which is now called Brazil. <laughs> I love that. And that's great. Brazil. And those are the type of stories that I love. Just like those random little bits of history that have just been kind of created, well, obviously, over time. And that's the stories that you get from those old courses, yeah. which are great. Yeah, and and if as a storyteller, right, as you are, as I am, as everybody is, mm-hmm. right? You you go to Trump Aberdeen and the story you're telling is just more and more a story of and even in a mild way, it's mm-hmm. a story of corporate corporate uh dominance. It's a story of uh of moving massive amounts of earth in sort of mm-hmm. an unsustainable and unrealistic way. It's a story of I don't even know. It's it, mm-hmm. it's it's a story that doesn't resonate in the deeper way that when you go to even Panmure, mm. you know, yeah. you go to Panmure and you're like, this course is pure, pure. It's pure, it's pure also Pan-Mure. just like basic as fuck. Yeah, like there's there's nothing going on at Panmure, but when Ben Hogan said this is my favorite golf course, you're like, all right, well let's look. Why? Mm. It's a little bit more curious. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think with and it is, it is, I think it's so hard, like to, it, it's hard to play someone like that and just separate it for what it is. Yeah. And that's the, that's the tricky thing. And, I, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying we're right for kind of holding an opinion on that. We might be completely in the wrong, but, but it I doesn't would, feel like we are. I would assume I'm in the wrong. Yeah. I usually do. Yeah. I don't think you are personally, but I agree. Most of the time. I disagree with you. Okay. Interesting. Um, <laughs> but when you think about, uh, when you think about um, give me a second here, let's think about this. Let's think <laughs> about this. It's been a long day. It's been a very you, long you and I day. both we both played in pro amps. Yep. You you played with the Masters champion mm-hmm. Danny Willett. I played with the U.S. Open champion Graham McDowell. Mm-hmm. Pretty chill Wednesday. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, pretty chill. Just usual, usual Wednesday, really. Just like kind of like you know. Just do, just making it happen. Yeah, just rolled into it. You played golf for the first time when you were, um, oh god, 
to be fair, I've, I've always like yeah hit a few shots when I was a kid, kid. But what what is a kid, kid? Oh, like eight, nine type of thing. But okay. I was I never actually started properly playing. So I joined the club until oh. I was like. 13, 14. You joined a club when you were 13? Yeah, so it's quite late, really. I was always more interested in football, yeah. soccer. Soccer. Um, and I was I was okay at it. I was, like, pretty decent for my age. Yeah. And then played golf, played football, played more golf, and it got to the point where I basically had to choose. Right. It was one of the two. I got injured playing football, actually, and I, I missed did you hurt? Uh, my back. And it's just Whoa. like... From carrying the team? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what's up. It's just one of those really annoying ones. Like, I just like literally reached out. The ball coming out of the air, like reached up to control on my foot. So innocuous. Whoa. And just like my lower back on my right side just like went. Just, like, oh. And the problem is like with, with, with football, like if you hurt your arm, for example, you can kind of get around that. It's fine. Yeah. Like in golf, if you hurt your back, it, you just can't get around it. It's, it's the central yes, it, figure. It's, it's impossible to almost protect. So when I did that, I realized actually I was missing golf more than I was football. Whoa. And go- golf's, golf's such a, a different sport as well than a team game because you've no one else to blame. Like when you play golf, like it's just you. You're the only one responsible. And that's good. You know, really you, could, good. you could look into blaming the greenskeeper. Oh, yeah. I mean, I tap, or the architect. tap spike marks down and... If you find a caddy, you could blame them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I swap my clubs a lot. Blame yeah. them a lot. You could blame really. I mean, I agree with you, but I just want to let you know you could. There's a lot of things you could blame. Yeah, but I always know the truth. You could blame down. your parents. There's always there's always that voice deep down <laughs> that's telling me. You. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> Birthing me. I've done it. I'm on, a, sh- I'm on a ship. I didn't want to be here. It's like, did you ever see Clerks? From not a ship. <laughs> Send this one out into the water. Isn't the Titanic set sail from right where you live? Um, near you? It's from Dublin, I think. Oh, shit. Northern so. Ireland. It was Belfast. It was Belfast. Fuck. I don't, I don't know a lot about the Titanic. I offended like a lot of people right there. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really know much about it. It was a big boat. Sank. True. Mm. Great. The great, end. Great documentary if you, if about you, it. If you've not seen the film, I've saved you. Two yeah, and a half good. hours there. Yeah. Um, Pay me like one of your French girls. <laughs> It's crazy that that's where that came from. Mm. That seems like such an older quote. Yeah. What's your favorite golf quote? Favorite golf quote. Oh, Jesus Christ. I know what it is. I've got it in my head. Well, my. You go, I'm going to say what I think it is. Okay. You say what what yours is. I'm going to say if I think I got it just for the record. I think it is. (laughs) Did you see what I said? Uh, No, I didn't. All right. I've got um, it recorded in here. Oh, I tell you, I think. What's your favorite golf quote? I think probably my favorite. Well, my favorite is golf is not a game of perfect. Fuck. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just an amazing like analogy of everything. Why? What was what was the one? Play it as it lies. Play it as it lies. Nah, I, I don't do that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> nah, fuck that rule. Um, you know that's a uh, you know that's a rule 17b actually. Is it really? Yeah, it's. I found out after creating rule 17b, which was laugh at the bad shots. See, anyway. uh, just rules book. See, I go to page two. Yeah, and I kind of didn't go from there. So, so it's um, your your um, your quote is, golf is not a game of perfect. Yeah, like that. Which is a uh, Bob Rotella book, yeah. basically. Mental, um, great mental game author. Yeah, yeah. This this. That there's loads of books that actually I really I do need to reread. Golf quote. You kinda of stumped me there a little bit. That was the first one that came to mind, but maybe I need to up my knowledge on golf literature a little bit. How about this? 
What are you going to title your autobiography? Um, didn't see this coming. <laughs> That's the title. <laughs> Why are you reading this? How bored are you? <laughs> oh my god! It'd be, some, be something like that. <laughs> I asked I asked Lee Wessel today what's the title of your autobiography. You know what he said? Go. Could have done a lot better. Yeah. And I was like, Oh wow, dude, you're like a legend. You're one of the best golfers in the world. It's obviously got some deep personal issues. You should have dived in a little bit deeper to that. <laughs> well, and then he got called out. Oh, right. They were like, interview over. And I was like, did I just hit a flag? I, mean, I didn't even mean to do anything. And he just walked off like with his head down. <laughs> yeah, he didn't even say goodbye. He actually took the... No, anyway. Um, he took his toys and left. Oh, um, Paul no. Lee, I'm going to go put an arm around the... Well, no, socially Lee, distance off. Lee's a legend. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Do you have a, do you have a bit of a... Um, um, uh, special affinity for English golfers? Because uh, they're not, they're not a lot of English golfers. No, not not really. I think, yeah, yeah. You're all you're always supporting your, supporting your kind of hometown team, and then extension of that, you know, someone from your county extension, that someone from your nation. And I think that's just a it's kind of a natural thing, really. Yeah. But I mean, Paisano. Hmm? Paisano. Paisano. Italian for countryman. Oh, is it really? Paisano. Oh. God, this is just like an education down okay. here this evening. Okay. I wasn't expecting. I should have brought a notebook with me. <laughs> it's okay. I've been recording this. There you go. All right. There you go. That's the name of my uh, autobiography, by the way. I've changed it. Yeah, it's okay. I'm recording. Is the red light on? Um, yeah, I, I think so. But, you know, I, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not really. Uh, I, I, always, I always think I was born a little bit more in the wrong country anyway. I wish I was born Which, in Scotland. Like that's whoa. I know he's. I know he's part of the United. Whoa, dude! I know, I know he's part of the United Kingdom. A laser just showed up on your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ian Poulter's going to kill you. Ah, no, I love. I, I love it up there. That that's where. I, yeah, that, that's where I feel probably most at home. So when you watch Braveheart, is it hard for you? Oh um, yeah, I hate, my, I hate, my, I hate myself, <laughs> man. But the thing is, like in every, in most films, like English people are the bad guys. Like in historical dramas, yeah, because we, we weren't the nicest kind of back then, right? We just had the quickest ships, yeah. It was basically, you guys were fast, yeah, fast in yeah. out, shake it all about, yeah. What else about English history? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying. I'm just trying. I'm just trying anything. Uh, what else about English history? Um, well, I mean, the, and the British Empire, biggest empire the world's ever seen. I'm pretty yeah. sure insane. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. But that's just what happened. Um, well, actually, the people in the countries we kind of occupied turned around and said, oh, we don't actually like you that much. Yeah, mutiny. Can you leave? Fag off. And then most of the time we said no. Yeah. And then they said, well, we must insist and had a general scuffle and then promptly left. Oh, right. Because uh, some people left Britain and came and made America. Um, oh yeah, yeah, basically. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So Christopher Columbus was a British guy. Uh, no, he was Spanish. I Spanish. Say. Yeah, yeah. Christopher. Yeah. That's Italian again. But I think he was a bit of a douche as well, wasn't he? Because yeah. he, he set off to find. Because he didn't set off to find America, did he? He set off to find somewhere else. I thought he was just pissed. Yeah. He was like, I'm just fucking out. Took a wrong turn. Yeah. Which is easy to do in the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> well, well. Didn't, so the, the, didn't the Vikings discover America though? Isn't the a bit of historical evidence that that happened. We should just we should just figure this out mm. without any research. Okay. Let's just let's just think. 
I'm going to say Vikings discovered it. You go Vikings? Yeah, why not? Well, actually, no. I'm going to say that Native Americans actually discovered it. But <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> um, by the way, how did they get there? Um, I always wonder that. I'm like, came, how did they get there? They came from England. <laughs> but, like, that doesn't seem likely. How did they get there, dude? That's what I don't get. Well, listen, how does anyone get to be anywhere? No, but I mean, like, they had to... Was this Pangea? See, this, um, is where, this is where I start to, like, feel like I need to take a class. Yeah. What was it? There's a lot of land bridges back in the day, weren't there? How much have you invested in, in your day. golf swing? Financially. Yeah. Can uh, you, do you think you could calculate that number? Yeah, and it's not a great deal. What is it? Really? Uh, <laughs> you have a great swing. Uh, oh, just, I'm just naturally very childhood athlete. Um, no, to be honest, I've always been, a, like, since I was young, so, like, 13, I've always been in and around golf clubs. I've always been, like, reading magazines, picking up tips. Like, I had a few lessons when I was a kid, but they were all, like, I don't know, 10 quid a pop. You know, it wasn't a lot. And then I turned assistant pro. Then the pros gave me lessons, and then it just went from there. I think in the last 10 years, I've spent probably some total of zero pounds on my golf. No dollars. No. Nothing. No pounds. Nothing. And now, it's, and now it's, I'm not buying it. And now it's great making videos. Yeah. Because like I can I can go to coaches, like coaches I really like and respect and who know more than me, and say, you know, do you want to make a video about it? Yeah. And normally they're on board. I mean, how amazing is that? You can go to an amazing coach right. and say, can you please teach me how to not be crap? And they go, okay, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. It's awesome. When you said that your former job mm -hmm. was not anything to do with sport. No, no. Well, it was weird. I'd, I'd done PJ, so I qualified as a pro. And I was working at a golf club, which was fine, but it was a, it was an old private members club. And, you know, the average age there was like 75. And, you know. Wow. And I, I was working very much. That's not entirely accurate sure, but you sure. get you get yeah. my gist you know the best selling items was a crested jumper and yeah. shelf you know yeah oh the wheelchair replacement yeah wheels exactly yeah. bearings yeah 100 yeah. percent. kicked off there weren't any higher trolleys available um and it I, I just knew that that kind of wasn't the environment i wanted to be in but i was also very aware that i'd not done really anything outside of golf so i'd been writing stuff for golf magazines and i thought you know what i'm gonna just give journalism a go so like trained up for a year did my quals in that and then was a daily newspaper journalist for two and a bit years. And, like, and what was the main subject matter? Um, anything but sport. Really? <laughs> like if you're a if you're a newspaper journalist, especially, and you work in sport, like those jobs are like you know they're dragon eggs, and dragons aren't going to get up off them. Like they they're protected. Right. Like once you're a sports journalist, you've got it made, really. Right. Because you get to write about sport all day. It's, it's perfect. So, and it, and it's never it's a job that's never really going to go away because sports yeah. are always going to be happening. Exactly. So I went into that hoping to do that, but then just ended up doing like general news, so politics, education, crime, yeah, everything really, anything away to do, anything away from sport. What was your uh, favorite subject typically to write about? Um, I, re well, I say really enjoyed. I I liked reporting on crime because it was quite interesting. Got to go to court, you know find out all these stories um human interest pieces were interesting uh with some of the people that you got to meet i mean some people were just absolute nutters but it was it was probably the I'm, it was definitely the most stressful few years of my life but it probably did more to form 
my kind of personality now. In what way? Um, just to understand like how kind of lucky I am to be in golf compared to what else is out there. Because like, there's a lot of assistant pros and pros who kind of in a pro shop and they're not happy and they moan quite a bit. But that's all the environment they've ever known. Like, they've only ever been involved in golf. They've never actually gone outside and done anything different. And I think certainly for an assistant pro, I think it's important to do something different to get like a just a modicum of kind of what a, a, just a sense of what else is out there. Yeah. And like I went, I left there and, and went back to golf. And I, and I can tell, I've never actually told this story before. I can tell you exactly the moment that I came back into golf. It was just, it was just, I can just think about it now. It was just before Christmas and I was working out of a kind of solitary office. I've been there for about a year down in the countryside of South Shropshire. It covered like a massive patch, but there's nothing, there was nothing ever going on. And I was feeling a bit down anyway. And I got calls that I need, we need you to go to a farm. And when, when someone dies, they basically want you to go around to the house and doorstep them and get the story. You know, you know, talk, doorstep them. Yeah, you know, talk about your loved one, you know, and get the story. It's not nice, but it's done. It happens all the time. So they sent me out to this farm, and it was this guy, this kid, like 20-year-old kid, back from uni for just those holidays, Christmas holidays. He was working on a grain silo, and he fell through the roof of the grain silo that he was repairing, and basically drowned in the grain suffocated while the family was in the house like not knowing what was going on so drove up to this farm and it was like it was snowing it was gray it was bleak like pulled up into the farmyard this like dog was just like there like came up to the car really sad it was just wet outside all the lights were on the house family were obviously home i just knocked on the door no one answered and i was just like what am i doing here like what is this like, this is not this is not what I want to be doing. Like, it's just just crap. So I just got into the car, just went back and quit, and then just got a job at local range. Just couldn't like, just terrible. You 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 went straight to the driving range. Um, yeah, handed me notes in kind of like a couple of weeks, and then contacted my old pro from previous job when he was working at a range, and he just gave me a coaching job, and then moved back up to. That, that was all right, but then moved back up to Manchester, um, started working with Rick and that lot, and then started doing YouTube. Bish, bash, bosh. Here we are, sat in Dubai. <laughs> you, uh, that moment means a lot to you. Yeah, it's a very, it's just very vivid. Like one of those moments you're like, yeah, I can recall every single detail of that courtyard. Just every single detail. Call the woods, the sky, the dog, the house, silo that the kid fell through, everything. Just there. Why do you think that is? It's just a moment. It's quite an emotional thing anyway. You know you're about to speak to a family who just lost a kid. And you're like, well, I, did, I you don't want to be there. So you start, you're obviously in kind of some kind of panic mode. So you start taking everything in. And then it was just that, that thing of like, just like, what? Like, what am I doing here? Like, just what am I doing here? This environment, this position right now. Like, what am I doing? This is just, this is just stupid. So just like, it's imprinted on my memory. Hmm. Sounds beautiful. Um, life changing in many ways. You know, it's it's obviously a tragic event, and you know, for them, that's something that they'll never forget. And they're obviously going to be much more affected by it than I was. But you know, never got to speak to him. But that little moment, yeah, just completely changed direction in what I was trying to do. I didn't have any kind of grand plans, but I just knew that that was 
just I needed to get away from that. But what's really interesting is like, what if that hadn't happened? Um, like the interconnectedness potentially, yeah. you never know. Interesting. I Maybe mean, you could have gotten a slightly different story that could have blown up. Yeah, potentially. And then you could have a whole different career and mm -hmm. you could be like, I really would love to get some time to go play golf, but yeah. you know, I'm just so busy now. Be a hack of gin. Smoking 40 a day. <laughs> 40. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah, I don't think journos have a long life expectancy, to be honest. It's no. too stressful. I mean, yeah, it's a lot. So, but this, it's, I just think it's really a beautiful in that way. Like, you, there, there, there's an effect that they have no, they're not aware of. Mm -hmm. I wonder if we went back and told them that. Um, no, but it, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be my that wouldn't be my place. But, but, I don't know. I don't know. Mm -hmm. they, they might be like, wow, that's so nice to hear i don't know yeah but from from my my perspective and definitely their perspective i mean i, I hope i wish that had never happened i'm sure they wish that had never happened as well that, that, that their son had died yeah i mean I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm i'm pretty sure i'd take being miserable and them still having the kid no no it's not that i just mean like um i want you to know that your life has had an effect on me Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Maybe it's a terrible idea. Yeah. I, I, I do. I do. I'm know not saying you should. Go I do know what you mean. Yeah. I've got them on the phone, and I want you to tell them. <laughs> God. No, I just think it's interesting. I mean, mm. cause, really, because the way I look at life is, so many negative things mm -hmm. can create so many positive things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's up to us. Really, it's, 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 it, again, it's that different. You know, at that point, it's a, just an inflection point where the two. Obviously, it's weird because there's two different stories there, you know, taking an outward view of it. Two different stories there that collide and going in separate directions. Just a glancing blow, but, you know, set me off in a completely different way. Yeah. You know any good golf jokes? Mm, sorry. <laughs> jokes. sorry. I had, I had to. Um, it. Yeah, it's just got very, very serious. You, uh, you, um, you and Rick Shields met when? What was the, what was that day? Um, that's when I moved back up to Manchester. So on that range, yeah. Well, um, no, sorry, tell a complete lie. Me, Rick, Andy Carter, and uh, Sam Meller, who's working at the range, we all went to college together. Okay. Oh, um, so I went to college together, and then all went our separate ways. Uh, but then came back to Manchester, and he was coaching at Traffic Golf Centre. So it was Andy, and it was one of those things where it was an exceptionally busy range coaching, and just you know who you know, not what you know. Yeah. But they basically put a good word in, got the job. And then Rick had already been doing YouTube for like about a year, year and a half. And his coaching diary was the fullest. Yeah. So I thought, ah, it's obviously what's working. I'll yeah. give that a go. I'll hop on some YouTube. And so yeah. for you, was it also about merely creating an opportunity for more in-person lessons? Mm. That, yeah. that was the only reason. That's so interesting. Like, uh, th there's no, the only way I can describe it now, like all the content that I'm doing now, which obviously I'm really happy with and, you know, the videos I'm making now are a million miles away from what I was doing then. But none of this for me is like a, a plan. Like, I, I don't, I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I really don't. Like I, I, it's just, there's an opportunity coming up. Like, you know, we got invited over here to obviously cover the event, you know, a few years ago, I, I wouldn't know the first thing to do. Yeah. But it's like, oh, covering around. oh crap. Well, let's make, you know, this video, this video, this video, let's try and do things in this way. And that might lead to going to cover another event. And in 10 years time, you know, my media team might be covering golf events all around the world. Or 
I might be doing something completely different. Yeah. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and like pretend that I know what I'm doing. It's one of the difficult questions. I get asked it all the time. Like, I'm thinking about starting a YouTube channel. You know, what should I do? You know, I want to do this. You know, what what what's the plan I should make? I don't know what to tell them because it was none of this is plan. Yeah. At all. That's that's well, I think one of the things that makes it so great. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There could not have been a plan because the world changes so quickly under our feet. We yeah, must yeah. adapt. Yeah, yeah. You and I had a different set of skills that both lend themselves to a platform that didn't exist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. It's so interesting. Yeah, and the like the platform, I didn't know anything about YouTube before I started it. I honestly don't think I'd ever been on it before I uploaded my first video. And this is, you're talking about um, first video, your first video mm -hmm. was when? Um, it was almost seven years ago now. Yeah. Yeah. Horrendous. That's uh, 2013, 2014 or 2013. Yeah, about 2014, yeah. I don't yeah. see it that long ago. But it's still on there. I kept it on there. I'm not taking it down. If anybody wants to uh, check it out. Oh my what is God. it? What's the first video? It's me getting up at like five in the morning so I could go to an empty driving range where nobody could hear me, where nobody could hear me scream, where nobody could see me, no one could judge me. I could set up the iPad that was recorded on at the time and make a horrendous coaching video. So it includes you waking up? No, no, no. I just wanted to get to the range so no one was there. I didn't want anybody to know what I was doing. I didn't want anybody to see me. I was so embarrassed. So, but it's just a video of you, like, like offering, is, this, is it it's fix a, your slice? Yeah, pitching video, little pitching video. Pitching. Yeah, yeah. 60 yard shots. Yeah, yeah, all like more 30 yards. I don't want to push the boat out too soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, to, yeah. to keep it under control. Yeah, let the content, like, grow. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Start it small. Then yeah. we did a 50 yard, then 100 yards. First video, <laughs> tap in putts. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Gimmies. How to tap it in and lean down to pick it up. I'm going to show you how to gimme. Perfect. That's valuable. Yeah, you yeah. pick it up with the back of the putter whenever mm -hmm. someone says that's good. There we go. Inside a putter length, take it away. Yeah. Don't putt this. Yeah. It refuse. Yeah, refuse. This so this, I, this putt is refusable. I am insulted that you've not given me that, so I'm just going to pick it up. We may no longer be friends. <laughs> Based on your behavior, our friendship is under review. Um, it's, it's crazy that so much of the content in the world is just made by people like you and me who more or less are just learning on, on the go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a little bit scary. A little bit, but yeah. But also exhilarating. It's, it's brilliant. But it, it, it takes it takes a little bit more control away from, you know, what you'd call the big media organizations. And it puts it back in the hands of people who enjoy what they're doing for a start. Uh, and they're doing it in their own unique way. There's no one really telling you what to do. Yeah. Which is great. Brilliant. Like being your own boss and making your own videos. Like how good's that? And it's there's so much difference out there as well. Like I know like with I know it's not kind of yours alone, but like the Avengers in golf stuff that was uploaded. That's just completely different than anything else that was out there. Like the production in that and the storytelling and everything that went on. There's nothing else like that. It's brilliant. You can watch that and then you can switch over and watch me piss about in a prom in Dubai. Like it's it's great. It's yeah. so, so good. And there's so much difference out there. And that's what's great. And you know, it, you wouldn't want it to be all the same. Yeah. It'd be boring. Uh when did you when did you do your first course vlog? 
And by course vlog, for those listening who may not know, th- this is a type of video mm-hmm. that is merely you showing every shot from a round of golf. Yep. Talking a little bit about the course. And that's it. Yeah. I, it, that was a game changer for me. Because we did it. It was me and me and Rick went to play at Mir in Manchester. And I'd not done a course vlog before. I'd just done coaching videos. Did the course vlog. Oh, um, this was the first thing that yeah. kind of happened. Um, it, this was after doing coaching videos for a while. For how long? Uh, six months, say. I can't remember. Oh, exactly. interesting. But it was, oh, so it was you're very early on the course vlogs. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're, you're a, maybe even a pioneer um, of course vlogs. Well, I wouldn't. No, I'm serious, I would have put though. myself in that category. You must have been. Um, I didn't even realize this. Yeah, it was quite early on. And it was it was a game changer for me because it was we went to play golf, recorded our round, and people liked watching that video more than the instructional videos. And to me, that was baffling. Like, why? Why Why? Why do you want to watch me slap it around a wet course in Manchester? That doesn't make any sense at all. But it's more the, it's, it's more that people feel they can connect with you when you do something like that. And that's completely different because that's more entertainment than anything else. I always thought YouTube was a coaching video. Someone gets value by learning something. When actually, a lot of people just want to go online and just watch stuff and just disappear in their own heads for a while. Watch nice courses and beautiful golf swings. <laughs> it, it's so interesting. that that's I didn't realize that it was a watershed kind of thing. Mm, yeah. So It still baffles me now, by the way. So when you say that they watched it more, like what what's the view numbers? Like you got these coaching videos that are getting... Um, if, if we do a good one that takes off, like to begin with, first week you'll get eighty to one hundred thousand views. Back then you were getting eighty to one hundred. Oh no, sorry. Now, oh, I, oh, I, bad then. I don't know. Like a few thousand at the most. Yeah. Like and then the course was like ten thousand. And like, the, oh, and it, so this is back when like you there was no other way to promote on YouTube, or were you promoting via Instagram and Twitter? And yeah, stuff? It was, it was pretty much just YouTube. Like just, just YouTube. Yeah, like, just YouTube. You were just like, I'm on YouTube. Yeah. What's up? But, but I remember in the comments, I'm like, I remember in the comments and like some of the comments were like. It was. They were almost saying. They were almost saying in the comments, "Why am I watching this? Like, what is it?" They were confused. Yeah, like, wh- why am like, why is this being recommended, and what is it? Like, why am I here? And I'm like commenting back, saying, "I don't know." <laughs> it's like a Ouija board, yeah. Bro. But like, thanks for watching. Wait, dude, that's why I'm saying you're a pioneer. You, this is like early course vlog. There was no such thing that you could maybe say Shell's wonderful world of golf, but no, because mm. that's different. This is a almost like first person POV. I'm just, I'm just trying to think of because I think Mark Crossfield. I think he was doing course vlogs really early on, and I don't know if was there anybody else. I'm not but, sure. So Kepper, I suppose Kepper, can you pull up Mark Crossfield on YouTube and just find what go in the order of his videos and find the first course vlog? I'm curious yeah. because there has to be someone who did it first. Yeah, yeah. Someone yeah. who was like, I'm gonna bring my fucking camera to the golf course today. Watch out, world. Mm. I'm gonna change some shit. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. It's, it's changed a lot, though, because it was Why? so confusing back then. So Why weird. would you film every shot? Yeah. It's like filming someone eating food. Boom. Yeah. There you go. Filming someone cooking, maybe. Oh, hello. There we go. Now we're talking. <laughs> my, favorite, <laughs> my favorite type of show. Heating up. Um, so you make so you make a course vlog at Mir. Mm-hmm. And then what? And um, this gets 10,000 views, which is 10x what you're other getting. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, well, we'll just we'll make some more and see what happens. And then what? And then it, it reached a point where we were noticing if we did 
let's say it's a video which is like a nine hole special so all the nine holes in one go longer video maybe like an hour hour like all of a sudden that was getting a lot of views it's like this again because this is the thing again with youtube it's always changing people's tastes are always changing as well yeah and now it's a case of saying we'll do a course vlog or a challenge try and condense it down into one video so yeah. it's 15 to 20 minutes because people have kind of less time yeah, yeah. They're, they're doing lots of other things but golf's an interesting sport as well because like if you sit down and you're you're a keen golfer and you sit down to watch golf you, you can be sat down for five six hours watching golf yeah so actually when you think about it people sitting down for 20 minutes to watch a course vlog it's actually not that big of an investment pretty compressed yeah yeah you know what I think about a lot? And this may sound kind of weird. <laughs> Most things. That, no thing will surprise me right now. Yeah, yeah, it won't. It won't really. Shock me. I think about this a lot. There was a time before memes. There was. <laughs> I agree. Mate, I mean, me, but that's profound. Me and you were like one of the last generation to grow up without a phone. Think, think about that. I... I Whoa. I Kemper, how old were you and you had a phone? First phone. 13. That's pretty young. Mm. Yeah. Is that, is that young? Like Actually, I think that's old. How old were you when you got a phone, Simon? 14. That's only a few but years didn't ago. you grow up with an iPad in the house or some shit? We had like a, we had like a, a cell phone. Me and my brother shared like a home phone. To like play mm -hmm. games. To like take in case of an emergency. Oh. Uh, yeah. Why that thing? How old were you and you got a phone? Um... Oh, God, I don't know. I must have been 16, 17, something like that. Yeah, I think I was like almost 20. Yeah. I was like 19 or something. Could afford one. Though. So that grow <laughs> grow up is sort of those definitive adolescent years, 13 to yeah, yeah. It's, It is like 13 to 18. Yeah, still, still the age of actually having to memorize your friend's home phone numbers. Yeah. So you give them a call. And then arrange to meet up. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking about. Arrange to meet I up. I was thinking about chicks. Yeah. You know uh, what I mean? Like, I, I wasn't that popular with the chicks. So it was just my mates. That I, I doubt up that. With. No, no, that was terrible. I was thinking about like you know because like dating is such a it's such a mandatory part of mm. you know coming of age. Yeah, yeah. And so if that's happening with a text message, it's so different. Or or in Instagram. Yeah, well, it's, it's happening with the swipe now. It's less about the phone and more about social media, maybe. Mm, yeah, it's, it's the way that but the phone is obviously. Yeah. yeah, it's the way that kind of people interact. It's so fast. When did you get your Instagram account, Simon? Simon's twenty, by the way. July. <sighs> so young. Yeah. It wasn't twenty ten. Twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. So you were fourteen. So it was right when you got your phone. It was fifteen. Yeah. Did you even use it in the beginning? Because I I had an iPod Touch before I had an iPhone. Ah, uh -huh. iPod Touch before iPhone wild stuff man yeah yeah it's so interesting it, you know but so the time before memes pre-memes yeah but if you think about how much like golf has changed in the last just five years like if you think about watching a golf highlight now like are you gonna go on your tv and watch that no, well, you, you know what's so funny is g-max said i because he was talking about shot traces and i was like so you watch golf and he's like most of my golf news i get from social media 100 percent. and i was like i guess i'm the same like yeah. i'm not watching Golf Channel, no. Like, who watches Golf Channel? Every, every, People everyone, that work at Golf Channel. Everyone's the same now. Like, everyone just goes straight into the phone. Like that. That's where you're gonna go first step if you want to see anything. Right. It's so interesting, just though that like that whole like world. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like it's like as the plane was landing, the runway was being built. Mm. Well, th as the plane was landing, the plane was being built. Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> that hurt. Um, 
and that was, that's awesome the, the scary thing is as well like th this is all that was happening while social media was developing like if you think about where it is now like what's it going to be like in 10 years oh my god that that point where you can slip on your vr goggles and like stand on the side of the 18th green at augusta while the winner's hole is put yeah like that sounds that sound five years ago that would have sounded mental now that sounds okay that's gonna be a few years time yeah it's just more like when yeah it's just like when exactly and if that seems normal what's gonna be incredible in 10 years time as long as we don't blow ourselves up and stuff yeah barring that yeah yeah we got it we can't i can't talk about what's after vr okay because i can barely i can you're talking about vr i'm just shocked that memes didn't exist at one point <laughs> That's how, that's how I'm very, I'm, I'm satiated with some of the most simple concepts. Mm. <laughs> I am a simpleton. Right. It's probably why golf is just sort of like, uh, it's too much for me. Mm. I, I find that. G golf's too much for a lot of people though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've, we've all seen the videos. It's too much for a lot of people. A lot of people can't cope. Yeah. That is so funny. Rightly so. It's very infuriating. Um, what? Um, that's too good. What? Um, what? You got a favorite movie? Favorite movie? Ah, like outside Shawshank Redemption, because that's like such a such a I don't know, such a cliche to say. I think it's not a cliche. It's a nah? it's a banger, dude. I know Shawshank. Yeah, it's incredible. We got that. Oh god, Man on dude, Fire. I love that's a class film. Let's just break down Shawshank. Shawshank was on the podcast. Oh really? Yeah, I interviewed him. No, <laughs> no, no, no. The, the movie, <laughs> the movie. I discussed it because in in uh, the beginning mm. of the pandemic, I um I don't know what came over me, but I watched Shawshank, and it's like it's the perfect COVID movie. Mm. It's basically about COVID. Wild. The guy gets like jailed. Yeah. And he didn't do anything wrong. That's like us, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like without the murdered wife and stuff. No, but he didn't it, murder her. He was banging a golf pro, by the way. <laughs> Segway. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> no, but he didn't do anything wrong. No, and it's so, true. And so neither did we. But I, I want to just throw this out there, by the way. Never actually find out who did it. That he definitely didn't do it. Just want to throw that out there. Young Tommy might have been lying just to try and impress him. Andy Dufresne was actually the murderer. Think about that. You believe it? No, of course not. No. He was a good man. How dare you suggest such a thing? Wait, I thought he had an <laughs> alibi. Hmm? I thought he had an alibi. No, no, no. Never found the gun. The alibi was Tommy who had a cellmate who said he committed a crime similar. And then Norton But you don't, but don't you see someone else murder there? Um no no. All right, look, this is not this is not the point. The point is <laughs> this is you're turning a great film into now a conspiracy theory. Now I need to like, now I want to see a documentary <laughs> on who actually killed the girl in a fake movie. Oh, uh, this is where it begins. But like, but like, so dude, he gets locked down. Mm, yeah. And he, and he goes to solitary confinement. Indeed. And then he thrives. Yeah. He, he makes the best of the situation. And then he escapes, which is what we're going to do tomorrow when we leave the bubble. Okay. 
unfortunately, I've got to stay in. So I'm technically Morgan Freeman in this because I've got to stay yeah. in the bubble. Yeah, you're Morgan Freeman, and I'm going to swim through miles of shit tomorrow. Okay, that's to cool. A, to be a free man. Yeah, because I'm not going to. I'm actually going to just wait to be released. I don't need to swim through the poo. Yeah, you're just going to get released, and then I'll see you on the beach. Yeah, or you can leave a um, little tin under a tree somewhere for me. Yeah, I got to put some. Like, I think I put like how much in there? Fifteen hundred. Um, oh yeah, a bit more if you can though. That'd be yeah. nice. <laughs> Like, it'll got to allow for inflation. <laughs> oh, you're going to be in the file, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to, got to fire it in. If you leave a briefcase instead, that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, Under a black rock. Um, yeah. I'm surprised that Morgan Freeman found it, if you really think about it. Well, I mean, to be fair, that's, that's the best bit of the movie, that when he's going out there, that tree, the wall. Uh, and there's the letter. Oh, obsidian, oh, obsidian rock digs it up. Oh, God. Try not to cry. I oh, challenge you. Jeez, what a film. What a film. I, chal- I challenge thee. Um, I've cried too many tears over it. I'm drawing. Yeah. yeah. You're you're, uh, you're redeemed. I'm crying out. You know. I'm an empty reservoir. That's good. I believe that also uh, we have a finite number of tears. So mm. get them out now. It's mm, interesting. I've not yeah. cried in ages. You've got, you know? a, you've got a tear tank. Mm. Maybe, maybe I'm empty. <laughs> maybe I just don't feel anymore. Wow, yeah, have that. Gonna, gonna take another break, I guess. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, turn up on. Let's watch you up. That'll make me cry. Jesus. <laughs> what? Oh, up. Yeah, the mm. animated film. Yeah, yeah. We, t- we talked about that at dinner the other night. Yeah, like, if someone doesn't cry to that, like, they are actually a sociopath. Psycho. Yeah, Socio. Completely gone. Socio. Completely gone. If you get them on a brain scan while that's played, they don't cry. <laughs> Nothing going on on there. Maybe I'll put an ad out. Hey, if you didn't cry to up, I'd like to play golf with you. And, like, and I'll see what they I'll do. Play. Think you're a sociopath? Come play golf with me. Yeah, yeah. What's the uh, what? What stands out as like? Um, I don't know. I got nothing. You got any questions for me? Um, this is me stuttering. No, not really. Sput- sputtering is better. Really, I, I think for me, it's like how you. I, I I have no idea how you get like all this organized and all the Cameras. random golf club organized, oh. and like just you seem to be just doing everything like all at the same time without sleeping, and it worries me. Do you it see my eyes? Scares me. They're bright red. Well, in all fairness, I mean I can't fully see them. They're a bit puffed up, but yeah, you still are they puffy? Yeah, I mean you're still awake, or are you awake? I'm... Can you do this now in your sleep? Okay, do you see my shirt? It's a skeleton. Oh. I'm Android. Oh, awesome. I'm, I'm running on OS. I mean, most people kind of go Apple now. But. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have both. Uh, you f- flick a switch. Oh, cool. Awesome. How many hole ones do you have? Oh, why? I thought you said you didn't, wa- <laughs> I thought you said you didn't want to make me cry. <laughs> I've got zero. You don't have one? I have big, fat zero. How is that possible? I, I don't know. I'll ask myself this many, many times. Did I tell you, GMAC, um, Danny Will almost had a hole-in-one today. Whoa. I mean, I told you this. No way. I didn't hear this. Um, so we're on the hole-in-one hole, the seventh. Yeah. And I'm getting all, because this is the hole-in-one prize this week, this watch. Yeah. So I'm doing some filming with the same, i got a hole-in-one prize. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, Danny, I don't don't get a hole-in-one because I want to keep it. <laughs> got the camera trained on him. It's this shot. It's like, it's like, I'm like <laughs> Jacob's got a camera on me. I'm like, that's, look, that's actually looking really good, that. Do, 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 do. Slam dunks it. What? Dunks it in the hole. The it's got the COVID foam ring. Ah! Uh, hits that. That comes out the hole. Ball flies out the hole. Flies about thirty yards left and almost goes in the water. 
What? Literally slam dunks it. They take out the the COVID cup for yeah for the for tournament. For the event, yeah, yeah. Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. Wait, the styrofoam it. popped out as well. Yeah, yeah. Like the whole, almost like the whole hole came out. So the seventh hole is like a nine iron. Um, or for him, it's like an eight iron. One five seven from that tee. I think yeah. that time of day would have been eight. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, that's nasty. Honestly, couldn't believe it. Could not Slam believe it. Slam dunks it. That's yeah. the hardest way to get a hole in one. I know. Honestly, it was unbelievable. It's nothing but cup. Yeah. And is anyway, that a saying? is that a saying? Nothing but cup. Nothing but cup. Yeah, I think that's a saying. I've never heard that. Nothing but nothing, nothing but, but net. Nothing but that, net. That's the saying, is it? Nothing I went basketball, net. and then I and then I moonwalked into golf. That's fine. Slide in there. No, Sli- no one ever noticed. I slid into golf's DMs. Yeah. And like, if if you want to if you want to say anything, no one would have noticed. Nothing would have been cup. a sly slide. I'm gonna I'm gonna look into nothing. Kevin, can you see if there's a nothing but cup hashtag? Uh, but yeah, I've got zero holding ones. If you have, if you have the first hashtag, you you def, you own it. Oh, really? Yeah, that's cool. It's true. Mm-hmm. If there is no nothing but cub hashtag, how do you spell nothing? Like with a uh, G that's a no? good question. I would say no G. Okay. Nothing. No, not nothing. <laughs> not nothing. Nothing but cup. It's nothing but cup. Does it? Has anyone hashtag? Hundred plus posts. Oh, that's a shame. You know what? Unless someone was been listening in and like quickly claimed it. It's Try a, nothing but <laughs> it is, it's a beer pong hashtag. Oh. Yeah. Oh, a waste. Beer pong. Have you done beer pong? Yeah. What is it? What is it? Why do you do it? Uh oh, why did I do it? It was New Year's. It was incredible actually. The first time I did it was a New Year's and it was me, my friend Chris and his brother Joe. And Chris chose that day. To stop drinking. <laughs> so it was basically me, Chris, and Joe against these three girls at a New Year's party. And Chris is like, he's not a natural athlete, let's put it this way. Um, and Joe wasn't much use either. I mean, I was, yeah, I was nothing but a cup all night. But basically, it was just the drinking was split between me and Joe. And Joe got battered. Yeah. Like, off his head, battered. Wait, battered is a is means drunk. Drunk, but yes. it's, it comes from a fish being fried. Mm. So he was fried. Yes, fried. He was inebriated. <laughs> he was a fried haddock, right there. I love this. He was codded. Was, uh, he, wrapped, was he wrapped in a newspaper it, at the end? It, of the it, night? It all, in all fairness, though, like when you're drunk, like you can literally say any word, and it makes it's sense. True, it's yeah, true. I like that. He's yeah. ferreted. Yeah, bottled. Yeah, lamped. He was yeah, lamped. Yeah, lamped. Yeah, just screened. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Mike, Mike's not working. <laughs> Mike's. It was my. Uh, oh, yeah, Mike yeah. isn't good. Okay, we found we found it. Sunglass. No. Sun- okay, no. we're gonna move on. Yeah. Anyway, it was absolutely blasted painted. off his face. Um, painted. Couched. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was couched. So he was couched up, and well, that's also a bit different. Yeah, he was gone anyway, and he he was quite ill. He was yeah, throwing up. Throwing up. And we had to basically put him in the uh, downstairs toilet. <laughs> you gonna say? Trunk of the car. <laughs> that was after. I mean, basically, just put him in the downstairs bathroom. Like, listen, mate, just just sort yourself out. And like, yeah, you'll be all right. Here's some water. And anyway, he comes he comes up to midnight. We're all in the like, living room. We're like five, four, and he like stumbles and he's like, "What time is it?" <laughs> right at that moment. Right at that moment. <laughs> and that was the last time I played beer pong. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. god! New Year's is a fucked up holiday, man. It, it's 
I hate it. I'm angry at it. Yeah, it's it's one it's one of those things that it's one of those things that you're expected to do something. Yeah. And whatever you do is generally not great. Yeah. But I always think that actually if you plan it with enough time and you make something really cool around it, it could be good. Yeah, but you've got to really plan it. Yeah, exactly. And it's so close to Christmas. You just want to sit down. You don't really want to do anything. What about Halloween? Um, you with Halloween? Uh, you got kids coming to your door, aren't you? I don't know. Mm. Not for me. Not trick-or-treating. My house doesn't look very inviting. Uh, yeah, well, the, well, that's the thing. We turn the lights <laughs> off. Like, we're not yeah. home. Yeah, you say you say you'll really be scared. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just just like you stick a sign to the front door. We have a court order. <laughs> stay away, yeah. stay away, yeah. children. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you. Uh, there's things in here that are not like funny, scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no glowing skulls in here. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but but Halloween, do you get dressed up? Um, oh, kinky. Uh, no, not, not, not really. No, no, not really. The images. Um, I, need to open, I, need to, yeah. I, I remember joining it as a kid, uh, yeah. but no, yeah, I, no, not really. I fancy, I'm not really a big fancy dresser. You know, I fucked with Halloween a couple times. Mm, did it fuck by as an adult? <laughs> and the one time that it was like just so rad, um, my ex girlfriend was a stylist. Like made like did outfits, right? You know, cl- for photo shoots and videos and movies, or whatever. And for some project, she had made a robot costume out of a cardboard box, and it had like a box on the head too, and it had a flap so it could close it. But I had enough so that I could see. And I wore this costume to a to a party, mm-hmm. and honestly, it was like, it was like, I was. It was like I was in a dream because <laughs> I was wearing this box and I could see everybody was like, I love that costume, but they didn't know who I was. I had no accountability. I could do whatever I wanted. And it was like I was free for the first time in my life. Now, it was like because you know, I don't drink. It was like it was like the fir- it was like I was drunk for the first time in a very long time. How terrifying does that sound if you just supplant that that was you? And that was actually the first Android. That's right. What? If that was the, if that was the first robot, it's like everyone's like, "Oh, that's cool." It's like, but you don't know who I am, right? Wait. I'm a real boy. <laughs> and then you felt free, and then you say, "This is the first time in my life I felt free." And then you take over the world. There you go. You've just like literally. It's a- so you're saying that. Um- I can't compute right now. I'm yeah. like, <laughs> interview over. I'm like, he is dangerous. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I've basically just corrupted your programming. So what you're saying is that um, you're hypothesizing that I am an android and that's when it happened? No, I'm just hypothesizing that's probably when artificial intelligence will click over. When someone looks at a computer or a robot says, oh, you're cool. And then the computer thinks, but you don't know who I am. And then goes, ooh. I just thought they I, don't know who I am. I could be anyone. Yeah, and then oh. gets the news codes. And, wow. Yeah, you're you're a very entertaining person. Uh, that, that's very nice of you to no, say. No, you are. You are. You're very entertaining. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. That's you really, know what? It's really nice of you to say. It'd be really funny if um, it's weird when I say it like that, but I mean it. No, it's nice. I I, I like 
this is this is why I like conversing with Americans because you're very very forthright <laughs> with what up. you say. Yeah. Why are, it, others aren't? No, no, no. Who is not? Um, well, well, name them. Well, <laughs> <laughs> give me a list. <laughs> you can tick them off. You can go speak to them all. Yeah, I got a hundred. There's 190 countries or something. Mm. 92. 192 is there? God, I've been to so few. How many? Uh, oh, crikey! I don't know. Probably only 20 maximum. Twenty is a lot, man. Mm, is 20, it? Twenty's big numbers. Well, I mean, I'm I'm comparing myself to you though. Well, like most of them, most of them are hard to get to. But okay. <laughs> oh, no, mo- mo- most of them are. Um... <sighs> Shit, man. <laughs> I'm in too deep. I'm in too deep. Here's the thing. What I was going to say is, like any artist in the world, okay, God created some solid hits, okay, like Italy, yeah, and Switzerland. You've been to those places. Yeah. Guaranteed. I know you've been. Yeah, yeah. I've been to those. Both of those. Yeah. Two out of two. Germany. Oh, three out of three. France. Ooh. Spain, Portugal. Man, you're on fire. Yeah, you've been to all those, right? Yeah. I love this game. <laughs> <laughs> you've been to Scotland, obviously. Mm, it's true. All right. I'm going to keep going here. I'm going to do all this. Okay. Um, Is it one an hour, by the way? You've been to America. Mm-hmm. What? So as soon as you get one wrong, it stops. It's out? Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's it's a vicious rule for these games. Okay, I'm gonna keep going. Okay. Uh, you have been to. Oh man, where else have you been? You've been. I'm just gonna have to Australia. Oh, you Dang. do so well. No, yeah, it's too far away. It's weird because for an Australian, you'd think you would have been there. Yeah, it's crazy that. Yeah, that's what. That's nuts. Your accent does sound a little English, though. That's what um, I wanted to say. Yes, okay. that would have been a joke at that time. Oh, okay. Now I, I can go more English. If you would prefer. Really? Oh, a little yes. posh? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Do you do English people get to choose their accent? Oh, no, no, no. You see, former me, the one who was speaking a moment ago on the streets that I was raised, yeah. you would get battered if you spoke in this way. Well, you would. You would get in. People would, people would what? Oh, in the terms of Shawshank, shank you. They would? <laughs> yes. You would, because it's just basically they would be scared of you. No, oh, no, 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 not scared. Scared. Hate you. Really? Oh, yes, 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 yes. You they, see, people who speak like this are cut from a different cloth. That's called uh, highborn. Mm, indeed, yes. You have a bath, not a bath. A bath. A bath. Hugh Grant's kind of highborn, isn't he? Mm. So any, any posh accent generally throws in an extra letter when it's not needed. So bath. There's no R in bath. Bath. But it's bath. And then posh people, they get E. They can afford the extra letters. Yeah, or or, or just completely ignore them. So if you see a really posh William, it's William. William. And you just shorten it. Yeah. Because you don't have enough time. Your time is money. Indeed, yes. It's William. Yeah. Bring me tea. Just like shaking that, yeah. We're all, everyone's busting. (laughs) I think your your Texas accent might be the most superior, though. Texas Pete. Oh, okay. Let me... Let me go. Let me let me get on a plane, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm there. So, so when you learned, when you learned to play golf in Texas, what was mm-hmm. the main takeaway? Well, I first of all, I had to get off the ranch. My my aunt Sally, she was a real hardball. Yeah. She was like, "You ain't branded those cows, little Jimmy." And I was like, "Well, I don't want to brand those cows. Yeah. I want to take my two iron out to the prairie and little stingers and." 
fucking tornado came in. <laughs> blew the whole damn thing away. <laughs> the dog, the pickup truck, bloody everything. <laughs> the, I, now I'm reminded of the first time we met. Mm-hmm. This, this happened that time, too. Mm-hmm. This <laughs> well, I remember. I, I was filming with Pierce and Andy, me and my golf. You know those lads? I know those lads. Uh, we were out in Connecticut. <laughs> mm, that's a word I never said with this accent before, by the way. <laughs> I was out in Connecticut, and we all started speaking like this for about two weeks, <laughs> nonstop. What, could they? Could they do it? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we got home, <laughs> and because we've been speaking like this for two weeks, <laughs> I started slipping into this accent in general conversation. <laughs> So I was like giving a lesson. I was like, I was like, John, why are you slicing it? And John had turned around and go, what? what the hell's that accent, man? And then I'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm awfully sorry. I'm back in the room. And then I don't get out much. <laughs> Oh my god, that's jarring, man. Would you, when when they would be, when you would slip into the accent, like what would they like? Were they scared or just confused? So so confused, man. I I ain't seen anything like it. Cause remember, the British people, they don't like they outwardly, they don't react, but inwardly. Mm. Yeah, some shit going on there. <laughs> they, yeah, they're they're uncomfortable. Mm, just staring, like. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I gotta get out of this lesson. <laughs> <laughs> well, never gonna get good at golf with Locked this guy. Locked <laughs> in here with the madman. <laughs> but boy, what a good coach. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Do you think um, you know on some level you could use that accent to maybe even like. Uh, you could create more content. Yeah, you, well, you could you could create another host. I think I could literally like start like maybe three new channels. Well, yeah. no, two. Like those are the two accents I could do. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to push it. Like. I mean, but yeah, I mean, I think that could be good. You mm. could be like Texas Pete. And you could you could maybe play against yourself. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> get a hat. Just get a hat and play against myself. Holy shit! Oh. That would be the most manic. <laughs> Difficult to produce course vlog. Just, just imagine like, just imagine ringing it up, ringing it up a course. Um, so I want to, uh, I want to shoot a course vlog. All right, what do you want to do? Well, I, I want to do a match. All right, you bring someone else along, kind of. Um, I'm bringing along my alter ego, who's from somewhere in the south of America. Yeah. All right, okay. Yeah. Is he a pro too? Don't know yet. <laughs> He could be. He's uh, he plays a lot. He, we're we're very similarly matched. Yep, very similar swings. Does he? Uh, yeah. Would you play the same clubs? Um, if you oh, a bit of hard work carrying too. When just imagine, <laughs> just imagine though, like if you're like in front of the clubhouse and you're on the first tee and you're trying to do that intro. And I'm down, yeah. down, down here at Pen with them Golf Club and with Texas B. Well, how are you doing? Yeah. There? <laughs> you could you could split the screen and easily do it. And then you know, what'd be kind of interesting is um, the titles would be good. Mm. <laughs> me versus me at the old course. <laughs> oh, 
my I god. Feel like, I feel like it's kind of clickbait, but it works. Oh yeah. I would watch. Uh, I would watch big time. My my greatest <laughs> fuck VR, dude. This is the next shit. This is the one. It's us versus us. This but my this is good. greatest fear would be to need- actually take off and then I'd have to do more of them. <laughs> We need to keep this podcast on the down low before the European tour takes this idea. <laughs> Think about it. Think about it. How great would it be to have not just one tiger? Schizophrenic golf series. <laughs> yeah, because think about it. Well, well, you know, there's that. There's a version of gambling in golf that's um, um, validate or whatever, or like, or like um, worst ball. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there's a, there's this game that I that I didn't play once. Um, okay. <laughs> called, called called Rick wins, where I, where you play with this guy Rick. Okay. And uh, he he bets that he can win. Uh, that's the title of the game. And um, if you hit a shot, any shot, he can ask you to redo it. So if you had a hole in one, he could be like, "Do it again." And then you have to do it again, and the chances of you hitting it as well as good or better are low. You mm. can only ask once, though. He can ask Andy as many times as he wants. That's oh. why it's called Rick wins. Wow. So potentially, he's going to win. I think he's never lost. I mean, sounds like a pretty... I would like to play this game hmm. against myself. Okay. Think about that. Because then you could just keep asking yourself that you could potentially hit four times as many shots. You could be like, you go again. Now you go again. <laughs> again, it comes around to that mo- that point where you need to let a group through. <laughs> and they're walking past you. Right, and you're just gesticulating into thin air. You go again. Yeah. No, you go again. You remember Matthew Galloway? Remember him? The the caddy. Oh the yeah, 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 the, yeah, yeah. The ginger uh, who came out was with us. Oh, it was uh, Michelle Wee's caddy, wasn't he? Michelle Wee's caddy. I yeah. guess he's picked someone else's bag up now. Uh, yeah, he's well, he's pushing a stroller around. Oh, I no, see. Definitely not. No, he's uh, he's he works a stream song a lot, and okay. uh, he's on some other bags. Okay, cool. Um, got married. Oh, congratulations, Matt. Yeah. Um. I'll let him know because I'll send him this pod. Shout out Galloway. He's a rad guy. Mm-hmm. And it's it's he has this funny story that I always think about. I think about it a lot. <laughs> it's a vignette. It's not even a story. Okay. He Well, just some background. He's really good with par threes. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah, I've seen. Yeah. I've you, witnessed, you that, I've witnessed that first time, yeah. He played three holes at Trump Everdeen. He was four under. Yeah, it was disgraceful. Eagle, birdie, eagle. Made me sick. Birdie, eagle, birdie. By the way, real quick, would you rather go... Birdie, bogey, or par par? That's a good question. If I'm making a video, birdie bogey. Mm. If I'm playing in a comp, par par. Thank you for it. I like that. It's no worries. Anytime. It'd be interesting if you said neither. <laughs> I don't do that. Yeah. Uh, birdie, birdie. So, so, um, so he's really good with par threes. You know, mm. he's the par three. Led the led the uh, Canadian tour in par three scoring average. I can believe that. Just just scaring the hole, and so he's had a bunch of hole in ones, like five, five or something. Six. <sighs> just makes you sick for a non pro. And he said, "I said, you know, what was your most interesting hole in one?" He said, "Well, one of them I was uh, playing alone, and I came up to a par three, and there was a, a group on the tee, and they said, do you want to play through?' So I did, and I made a hole in one. Amazing. And then I just like walked off, and he's like, "It was a little weird, actually." <laughs> Like, imagine if you had so many hole-in-ones that one of them was weird. You're yeah. Like, yeah, that one was kind of weird. If you can, like... like start, that one had weird vibes. If you can start to split them into categories, <laughs> then you know, you know you're being greedy. Yeah, yeah. Just share them out. Yeah. My favorite is playing with pros. I'm like, how many hole-in-ones do you have? And they're like, 
Yeah, thirteen. Don't know. No, eighteen. It's ones that start splitting it. Like, oh, as a pro. It's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. That, that annoys me. You said you don't trust Poulter because he's got a, a house for his cars. <laughs> Is that what you said? Yeah. It's kind of the same. Yeah. What does the house look like? It. It's. You've been you've been to knowing it before. Yeah. It's kind of like a, just a big, three story, Nona style house for his cars. Yeah, but but, it, but the but, car could go upstairs. But he got told basically he wanted to build a garage for his cars, and the Nona board I don't know who decides no no basically turned around and said no because you can't have a car park next to your house it just looked terrible yeah so he's like well what if I build a house to house my cars is this public knowledge. Uh, it is now. Um, and I walk, we played and we walked past it at like dusk. And basically, the what window. Holds it on? Uh, 18. On the side of 18. And it was. On the right or the left? On the right. Oh. The legs on the left. The legs on the left. I was, I was wondering. That was a trick very, very poor gotcha, design. <laughs> <laughs> very poor design for yeah, a car. I, I, played, I played 18 in the dark. Mm. So there you go. And it's like halfway up on the right. And yeah, it, it had all these windows open. And it's just like a hollowed out house. Yeah. With Ferraris in it. Hollowed out house. Mm. Like if you've if you've got the cash and Sounds you like love cars, amazing. The hollowed yeah. out house. Yeah. Filled with Ferraris. I walked in the darkness of Nona. <laughs> saw Ferraris are plenty on my right. Thought, fuck me. That's a lot of money and shite. <laughs> You're not a big Ferrari guy, huh? Um I I I I don't I like cars. Yeah. But I just want something that's quite big to fit my clubs in yeah like that that's my overriding goal yeah you want to just get your junk in the trunk yeah precisely yeah. All i'm right. all about the junk in the trunk that's quality um sorry i keep swearing we, i swear a lot this you know we were pushing it yeah it's just fuck it <laughs> do you want to shout out any of your sponsors turn <laughs> <laughs> this cap around <laughs> you got random golf club socks by the way You've gone all out here. <laughs> Thanks for noticing. I, I, well, He's got them too. What is going on here? Where did you get all these from? <laughs> you know what? The more I look around, the more freaky this becomes. You've got like a water bottle over there. It's like you've got a cap over there. Yeah. You had them shoes on today. All right, got to go. <laughs> <laughs> I like the socks. I just wanted to... I'm like, I thought, geez... If I'm wearing other people's socks, why wouldn't I just wear my own? <laughs> Whoa. I just, <laughs> I just thought, yeah, I mean, like, I would like a pair of socks. I mean, when you buy a pair of socks, that kind of be, they become your socks. Like, they're not owned. <laughs> like, you're not leasing them. Like, you have that pair of socks. I have to call someone else right now. The sock king. This, well, <laughs> my feet. Um, now I think, are you asking me why we made socks? You what, sorry? Do I need a reason? Why you wear socks? Why we made socks. Oh, why you made socks? Yeah. Um, they don't need a reason. They don't need a reason for anything. Yeah. Don't mind my opinion. You make would, whatever you want. Would you like some? Um, I have some that are unworn. <laughs> I was going to say, not those ones. I like you, Eric. Just not that ones. much. I have, I have freshies. Ooh, hello. I yeah. love fresh socks. Yeah. Honestly, one of my dreams... Hit me. ...is to get to the level where I can throw a pair of socks away at the end of the day every day for the rest of my life not the most sustainable but not it's not sustainable but what i'm trying to say is i like brand new socks mm. i don't like 
socks that are worn. Yeah. In a big way. <laughs> in I, a big way. I, I hear what you're saying. You know what I also don't like? Go. Sorting through socks. And you know what I also don't like is the feeling of not having the matching sock. So instead of not having a matching sock, get rid of both of them. Wow. Yeah. You know where I can see this going? Like when you actually get this much money and you are that wasteful. <laughs> yeah. You just got to have a massive pile of socks. And yeah. a big ferret. And a ferret. <laughs> Holy full circle, Batman. Marley, the queen of the socks. The sock queen. Ferreting through the socks. Ferreting through the socks. And you know what we could do is we could make a sock with our new mascot. Marley. Marley. Wow. Wearing four socks on her four feet. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that. Yeah, ferrets have four feet, I suppose. Well, technically they're paws, aren't they? Are Claws? you? What, what, rate, rate this pod on a scale of one to ten and let's get out of here. Oh, um, this is this is ten out of ten. This is the best pod I've ever been on. Good, hundred percent. It's good. Mm. It's been good. It's good. 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 All right. <laughs> Check out Peter Finch on uh, the unyet formed social media channel. Honestly, don't bother. I've not been on there for weeks. <laughs> People have left me now. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm just now on this podcast. This is basically <laughs> what I do. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. The amount of messages I'm going to get. God, where have you been? Have you been all right? Yeah. You're it's going to be a haggard guy. Just, <laughs> just like, <laughs> Eric kidnapped me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how long I've Am been Am I going to get for. in trouble for this? <laughs> I might. Fed me two Excetra pills when I was off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm beginning to wonder where I bought those pills. It was in Mexico. It was in Mexico. How was it? Anyway. All right. Well, um, okay. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate I'll that. See you too. Okay. See you later.